Come on in because it's time for another episode of Outwatch, a Survivor Rewatch podcast. My name is Alex, your host and guide, where today we will be embarking on an epic journey and putting this leg of our time together to a close because it is time for the finale episode of Survivor Micronesia. Thank you for sticking with us. Throughout this amazing season, uh, we've had a ton of fun going through the entirety of Survivor Micronesia, and today our quest will come to its fruition where one of Suri Fields, Natalie Bolton, Parvati Shallow, or Amanda Kimmel will be the winner of Survivor Micronesia. As we like to do in our finale episodes, this one's going to be a little different than usual and that we are going to be watching this one live uh, and checking back in here on the recording during after major things that happen to give our instant reaction. So once again, whether you are watching this season for the first time, rewatching along with us or just thinking back on the seasons that you love, we're glad that you're here as we close this leg. Of our journey. Um, so, of course, I am not the only one here. I am joined by three of my friends watching this season for the very first time. So, first, uh, another important crown will be given this evening, and that will be given to the winner of our Fantasy Survivor game. Um, and currently in first place, by a slim 50 points, which may seem like a lot, but it's finale night, is Scott. Welcome to Outwatch, Scott. Hello. Thanks for having me. You're good at this, Nat. Yeah, but, I mean, this is just ridiculous. What is this? I mean, I'll try it, but <laughs> my, I'll pay a talk to three about it. Paramount Plus window just started playing. Oh, <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa, indeed. We're haunted by the ghost of Natalie Bolton here in this call. Oh, my goodness. Scott, you know, this has been a an, a very fun season to rewatch, recap and react with y'all of all that we've seen, all of the players that we've met or been reintroduced to. Uh, what what was your biggest highlight, whether that was your favorite player to watch? Uh, favorite few moments. Let's take a trip down memory lane here. Okay. Um, could we have like an or with everyone's name on it that I could, that we could like look at while we do it? Um, no. Of course we can. Um, <laughs> I have like a favorite, like my favorite moment and a favorite player. So my favorite moment yeah. And this is because I think it was absolutely hilarious. Was the my ass <laughs> from the? <laughs> it's it's too good. 
the pinner my ass quote. It's like my favorite survivor quote I've ever heard. Oh I mean, and I say that. Ass. I know jokes. I say that every. I say that weekly. Like <laughs> that's right. It's so funny. Uh, this, as far as players go, I've really enjoyed watching Suri this season. Yeah. Um, I really underestimated like her when we were doing like our blind draft. I'm like, I don't know about it, you know. And I obviously didn't try that hard to get her on my team, but Suri has killed it this entire like season. Mm-hmm. Like, like taking chances. She runs the social. Her social game is impeccable, and I've really enjoyed watching. Yeah, I'm glad you called out the the my ass. We were saying. Before we started recording, the pre-merge is a little slow of this season, but not without its highlights. Um, that being among them. You need to stop bitching. And- <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's so funny. Yeah, it's its a great call out. Thank you, Scott. Reaction is great. <laughs> um, okay. Carrying along with our... Um, two-part segment here as we recap the current standings as well um in second place with 660 points as alluded to 50 points behind scott's tribe uh is emily welcome to outwatch thank you for having me same thing favorite player favorite moment what's been some of the memorable things from this season yeah i was gonna say my favorite Players definitely been Suri. Um, just same thing that Scott said. Um, just she's such a good player. She plays so differently than what we've seen. Um, she's just so smart and like cool and calm in her play. So I really loved watching her and that we got to see her because I know we're not probably prioritizing her actual season. So I'm glad we got to watch her in this one. Um, and I don't know. I, I don't know if I have a favorite moment, but I said this before we started recording. This is probably my favorite season that we've watched so far. I just really, it's true. Like the lead up to the merge is kind of slow, but once we get there, I just really like, there's a good amount of like intrigue and you're wondering what's going to happen and there's good strategy, but you can follow it. And yeah. Uh, yeah, it's been really fun to watch. Yeah, every episode is a blindside, one way or another, yeah. you know? Yeah. Uh, and like a satisfying one, right? It's not like, oh no, my favorite player blind- got blindsided. It's like, yes, Suri and Parvati and Amanda did another one. <laughs> yeah. <know>? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, great stuff. Uh, and then last but not least, mathematically eliminated from contention, um, <laughs> 210 <laughs> points behind. Uh, is Adam. Welcome to Outwatch. Wait, how many points behind him? 210. <laughs> I think at this point we should never count Adam out. I No, I was mathematically eliminated from this unless, uh, about four or five episodes ago. Yeah, <laughs> unless Natalie Bolton finds the like Outwatch podcast um, mega idol, which grants her 200 points, then... It's not looking great. Oh, yeah, no, I'm definitely out of this. It's so <laughs> good to be here. Alex. <laughs> uh, what about you? Favorite player, favorite moment from this season? I 
honestly didn't i i don't know why i didn't expect it but i my answer was sari for favorite player um just agreeing with everybody here i i think that i think i underestimated parvati going into this based off her season that we uh fast forwarded through mm-hmm. um but uh we didn't watch sari's season coming into this and it was just like she's such a good player and it's like effortless. Like yeah. you watch some people who are really good at Survivor and they are just like working really hard. Like you see it, you see them putting in the work and doing the strategy and everything. And Sari, it's like, it looks like she's not even doing anything and she's just crushing it. Like, yeah, I, I loved watching her. Um, that will, I, I think we've said that we probably aren't going to watch that season on the pod and that will probably be one that I will, uh, we will go back and watch just to see some more Sari. Yeah, big fan. I, I don't know if I have a favorite moment. There's some really good ones. Um, I, it's, gosh, last episode with the with Eric giving up the mm-hmm. the necklace just mm-hmm. oh yeah, and then James at the end saying no longer the dumbest survivor. Like, <laughs> so it's just so good. Like you just there are just these moments in this season where the player makes what is objectively a dumb, dumb, dumb decision. Um, and they, I don't know. And you, you just, you feel like bad for them in the moment, but at the same time, you're like everyone who made that happen. is just crushing it. So, yeah. 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 I think the polar opposite of Suri, as far as being good at survivor effortlessly and instead being good at survivor through maximum effort is David Wright. <laughs> because he, everything he does is clearly full of effort. <laughs> um, and you know it. Yeah. I trust you. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it, it is like the, it, it is. Suri is kind of like the anti David in this and that. Mm-hmm. Like, Suri's just super chill the whole time and finds her moments and just weaves her way in there. And like, David is like frantically trying mm-hmm. to find his moments yeah every second yeah. of every episode um important honorable mentions here for the uh the effing stick um who could forget that <laughs> <laughs> it's just a stick <laughs> um of course what are you trying to pull <laughs> yeah tied in oh, with jason wow. siska Man. finding it and loving that <laughs> bummer <laughs> This is really good for me. <laughs> um, yeah, an- another top tier all time moment. Moment. So today we are watching the finale of this episode. Um, we're going to kick it off from the start here soon and come back to you. Let's do a quick level set of we- we've talked about the standings and the scores here, but who's left on each tribe and what it would take for the win to happen. Adam, you have Natalie still left on your tribe. It's looking like a real shot in the dark. Um, I, may I not can't believe be I still have a player in the game, to be honest. <laughs> yep, Natalie's still there. So, Anybody want to trade? Put it all on, on Nat. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Emily in second place... 50 points down, but holding on to both Suri and Parvati. Um, and then Scott, 50 points ahead with just Amanda left 
um, in the game. When we made our predictions at the end of last episode, everybody predicted that Parv would come away on top here. Um, any revisions to that, having slept on it a few times as we jump in, or are you holding, holding fast to the Parvity win? I think that Sari, Amanda, and Parvati are like though like those like Natalie's not gonna win this. Like I think is where I'm at. I don't know where you guys are, but um Natalie's not gonna win this. Any three of them winning, I'm like, yeah, they chose the right person. I still think I'm going Parvati though. Like as the overall winner. I think she's just done too much to not at least be in the final and then how you look at everything she's done and not vote for her. Yeah, I think all three of them have a really good shot. I think all three of them would deserve to win, but I just feel like Parvati will win. She's had the most like visible yeah. strategic yeah. move. Mm-hmm. Like everyone else has done great strategy stuff throughout this game, but Parvati is has so many big visible ones. Or at least ones that are attributed to her. Yeah, like we love Ceri's game, but yeah, like outside of their alliance, like how many people like invisibly see like what Ceri's done, right? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with her. I think I'm I'm sticking with Parvati as the winner, partially because I've seen nothing because there's been nothing else to see. Fair, <laughs> fair. <laughs> so Parvati, the favorite. We'll see how things shake out here this episode for Emily to get her first ever Outwatch victory. The combination of Parv and Sari would have to outscore Amanda by 50 points tonight, which is certainly doable, especially with that final tribal vote. We just had to start drafting blind. That's all Emily needed. (laughs) (laughs) Ruthless. I've tried every method. I've tried just choosing people at random. And it hasn't helped me. This is, it is funny that, like, I mean, have you, how well do you normally do in our survivor fantasy things? Like, are you normally second or third? I don't even know. I just know I don't win. I think I've come close. Let me do a quick scan. Uh, second place in China. Um, second place in Millennials vs. Gen X. Um, Third place in Amazon. That was <laughs> a rough season. Yeah. Your tribe name in Kagiyan was Dara's second wind. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Third place in Kagiyan. Uh, and second place in Pearl Islands. Okay. And even so you're next. in the mix every season. It's yeah, I'm, I'm either one, two, or I'm sorry, I'm either two or three. Yeah, yeah that's correct. I <laughs> no, but I, this is play. this is more my point. I don't think anyone has done as poorly in our Survivor fantasy game as I have. Like we've so had, you've like you've this you've is had your the yeah I have your peaked as Survivor fantasy. This is the worst Survivor fantasy team ever drafted. <laughs> ever drafted. Like, this, this could have only been worse if I didn't have Natalie on my team and had someone else. Yeah. Like I, <laughs> and you only had her for like half the season. 
It's true. Yeah. I picked her up off the waiver. Yeah. I made true. one good move this season and I picked <laughs> her up off the waiver. <laughs> What's your tribe name? Uh the what 2008 Detroit Lions because of how bad you are. <laughs> <laughs> Mine is because okay, you're a Lions fan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, what it felt. even mean Hell Scooper? I Eric, Eric was a is an ice cream scooper in Hell's Michigan. <laughs> well, he's probably not anymore, but when when it aired. Okay, I think your Survivor Fantasy did about as well as Eric did in this game. <laughs> I think Eric did better in this I game. Did, I Survivor would second fantasy. that. He played it longer, but he. Me too, We say this is the worst fantasy team ever assembled, but um, I will point out that Scott's Millennials versus Gen X tribe also lost by approximately 200 points that season. That was Arden so, Jesus' fault. That was my yeah, fault. That's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, that doesn't count. Yeah, and you had two thirds of the final three, but you still somehow lost by 200 points. I had two thirds of the final three. You had Ken and Hannah. How does that well, because Adam Klein got oh, no. 10 out of 10 votes. <laughs> oh, that's so bad. That's the worst thing ever. <laughs> yeah, but it was randomly generated. I yeah. chose this. I made this. Bet. All right, let's get this episode started. We're going to pause things here and begin the finale episode. And we will check back in with you at the first major stopping point. Okay, and we're back after the first elimination in the finale episode. Uh, after a, you know, the Chaos Cast immunity challenge in its infancy, Amanda wins. A little bit of scrambling ensues, but not much. And. Perhaps as expected, Natalie is voted out here by a count of three to one, leaving the final three is Amanda, Sari, and Parv. Um, let's start out by remembering Natalie. Adam, this is your final player, so unfortunately, you know, you'll have to watch this last hour without a rooted a vested rooting interest, but um <laughs> What would you like to say about Natalie's game here and what ultimately let her fall just short? I think Natalie is she she's like a very high potential player who just we, we never saw her get to the level that she could have this season. Um, she's extremely persuasive. I mean, she's the one who gets Jason and Eric uh, to give up the hidden immunity idol and then idol. Um, she's just she she can play people really well. The problem comes down to the fact that she kind of just trusted Parvati implicitly at the end, and that's just ultimately her downfall. Even at the end, when they're going to tribal council, she's talking about how uh, Sari was like she's telling Parvati like how Sari was talking to her and asking like, "Have you promised your vote to anybody?" And she's like, well, "Why would you ask that?" Like, sort of thing. And it's like, I don't know. Maybe because Ceres one of the people that you could get to help you. Yeah. Like, it's just so annoying that she has this loyalty to Parvati, and I think that's ultimately just her undoing. That she thinks, yeah, me and Parvati are tighter than the person that she started the game with. Like, it's insanity. 
Yeah. So much potential. Adam's like the coach who's mean to players because he knows that they can be better. <laughs> I I feel like I'm especially hard on net. Like there are people like Eric will never be hard on. I'm sorry. Like I, he's, <laughs> I, in this season, like yeah, he did, he did what he could do. <laughs> Made a dumb move. But like Natalie, oh, she could be so good in this game. Mm-hmm. And just like, it's so disappointing to see her go out that way. So really it's like when Adam stops, Talking about yeah. people—that's when you know they have a problem because he, he, he doesn't care. <laughs> <laughs> I could say that because I played high school football. That's how. Yeah. I football <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Natalie's one of those players. Like one, she, Natalie never is back for a returning season, which I think is like such a huge miss. Like she's Ooh, so interesting. Yeah. And in those, you know, I would love to see what she learned from this season. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, the like survivor Reddit cast a second chance this season. It's like everybody always includes Natalie Bolton because it's like, man, can't believe we haven't seen her back, which I did. you know, one of them. Yeah, probably out. Maybe other than Eric, the most entertaining fan of the season. Um, Yeah. And like you said, huge instrumental role in the Black Widow Brigade, which carries this season. Um, let's do a quick score update, and then we'll talk about what we saw. With that portion of the episode, um, Amanda wins immunity, which is enough to counteract the two correct votes from Suri and Parvati. But Emily does gain five points, uh, closes the gap by five, because Parvati names the episode. We'll see how big those five points are down the road. We'll see. Um, so this this one starts out with um, our nice, our classic Survivor long form recap of the season. Um, gang, was there anything that really tickled your fancy in this five ish minute uh, retrospective on the season, or did you fast forward through it? <laughs> so, what are you talking about? So I'm watching it on Netflix because it's on Netflix right now. Yeah. And there's this fun little skip recap button. <laughs> <laughs> and I may or may not have taken the apple to quote James. <laughs> Don't bite the apple, Scott. <laughs> Excellent. I don't know. Adam had it queued up and so I was like, was that a thing? Yeah, we, we dropped in we we dropped into the episode right when uh, Natalie was talking about how she played the game pretty cutthroat, mm. pretty stone cold bitch. Yeah, stone cold yeah. dot 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 bitch. <laughs> yeah, that that was at the tail end of the recap. Yeah, That's all right. Uh, you didn't miss much. We got some. Uh, we got to see the medical footage again of Jonathan Penner's open oh, wound. So, oh wow! So, so glad, glad we skipped, skipped it. it. Yeah. <laughs> also, like, remember Kathy. Yeah, <laughs> it feels like another season ago. Yeah, right? feels like another season. Yeah, Kathy was literally in the season. <laughs> she was on the beach. She was on our screen. She was literally yeah. in Survivor Micronesia. Didn't she go to exile like seven times? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah pretty much. Yeah, and Ozzy like boiled water, and she's like, "Oh my god, yeah, how are you doing this?" <laughs> Uh, uh, I love at the beginning of this um, scene 
when they get back from tribal council and they are over the moon. Remember this? They just got the thing to work on, Eric. Um, they're stirring the pot. Even the next morning, they're still like giddy about how they got this to work. It's like they can't believe that it happened. Um, and I think this is like, I don't know, this is such a strong final four, like we were saying earlier. And um, like it's being told to us here in the episode too. all of these players are like really strong, really deserving in a way that we normally don't see. Usually there's a goat or two. They get dragged along into finale night. Um, I want to talk about just like from a. Or or at least not miss right from like a storytelling perspective here, how this season has really been like dominated by the women in the season. And now here we are on finale night and it's four women who are left. Right. And it's just like a a rare and unique part of this season, right? That it's so driven by these female characters. Um, and it's just very refreshing and fun, you know, from a, a show that often is kind of led by the male lead. Um, so I don't know. I don't know if I have a question here, but I, I just wanted to remark upon like how we're here at finale night in Survivor and there's not a man to be found other than Jeff Probst, <laughs> you know? Um, and it's, yeah, it's different from, I think, what we're used to seeing. I also love Ceri's, um the confessional where she, like, is like, oh, can you see how I'm crying about about there no, not being any guys here? Um, so anyway, anything from this... Um, this camp portion, but before the immunity challenge that was illuminating to y'all um, about any of our players or anything here that really um, was noteworthy to you. I, I think that one of the most interesting things about the opening sequence. Um, so, so the next morning, Suri is like walking back to where, uh, Amanda and Parvati are sleeping and they're like laughing and talking about the night before but like we have no idea where Natalie is mm -hmm. in that moment and like that was just really weird for me that that was like one of those things that's like if I'm in that situation I'm hanging out with the largest group of people I possibly can until we get to the end there and until we get to tribal the next time because there is still another tribal like I'm not leaving them alone knowing what I know about them. Right. You know, people do have to use the bathroom. That's true. <laughs> that's fair. I guess if Natalie went to the bathroom, that's fine. I don't know. It just, that was the part that seemed weird to me. It was like, it almost it felt like foreshadowing. Yeah, I mean, it almost felt like Natalie had already been eliminated in that moment. Mm -hmm. Like, yep, yeah, we're down to the final three, like, and we're all laughing about it, and Natalie's nowhere to be seen. <laughs> like, I don't know. It was strange to me. Maybe she's doing a confessional. It could be. Uh, there, there are any number of reasons why she couldn't sure. wasn't there. It was just the fact that it made it into the episode uh, felt felt significant, especially after seeing Tribal. Yeah. Let's talk about this immunity challenge, um, which should remind you of the Kagiyan Final Four challenge, which of course happens later in Survivor's history, but we saw already where Cass is down huge on the similar 
mechanic at least to start right with the um the stand on a big perch in the water and dump water out of a bucket into a funnel um that of course ends with the slide puzzle whereas this one just is the ladder puzzle but um this one yeah it starts out with natalie and parvati in the clear lead but um amanda comes from behind on the ladder puzzle and ends up winning this I'm interested if if y'all think there's a strat for this challenge on on either part. I like um I would hate and be bad at the first part I think where we're standing in a big thing in the water. Um and then when it comes to the the latter part, I wonder if there's some um I don't know, how would you approach that puzzle? It was hard to also, I was wondering about this, it was hard to tell what the differences were in all of the rungs of the ladder. I, I think that's why... They all look the same. Well, yeah, I, I think that's why, like, um, like, Natalie, it seemed like she was picking him up and trying to figure out where it went in the ladder. Yeah. And I think your best move is to just start from the bottom, use every single piece and just find what fits, and then move on to the next one and just keep doing that all the way up. Because if you're, it's almost like looking for where a puzzle piece goes when you just have the border of it in there, uh, of the puzzle in. Like, I have no idea. This could be, it's probably going to go roughly right there, but it's not going to fit right there. Like, you're looking for things that match and just doing that. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. I, I think that's how Amanda approached it. Yeah, like, I did think, I, it's funny you asked that, and now I'm like, oh yeah, I absolutely was thinking about how I would do this while I was watching the challenge. <laughs> I was imagining I would have like the stack of rungs and then just like trying to fit, like picking one up and seeing if it fits in the three that I can reach yeah. at the time next, like, you know, yeah. <laughs> just going through it. It's yeah. probably not the most efficient though. I thought about trying to like sort them out. I don't know how different the shapes were though. Yeah. That's... Like, get it lined up and then like look at the shape and then like, I need that or whatever. But I don't know. Eventually, you reach a point where you can just grab like four of them and take them up the ladder with you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. This is a challenge that I would have loved to build for um, a real life survivor. I feel like the ladder run challenges are fun. I I can't imagine what goes into making what like sixteen distinct rung yeah blocks. Yeah. Like that would be the hard part. Sounds awful. Yeah. <laughs> Matt Van Wagnen. Engineering Challenge Master. So Amanda wins this, and when we get back to camp, it's um, kind of what you expect, right? Nat's the primary target, but here's kind of where the scrambling ensues, right? So Natalie um, kind of attempts to throw Suri under the bus after they have a conversation where, as we alluded to, Suri asks Nat what her plan is, or if she's promised her vote to anyone. Um. And I'm interested in what y'all think about Natalie's attempt here to shake things up. She takes this information and kind of levies it against Suri by approaching Parvati and saying like, yo, Suri's trying really hard. She's thinking about jury votes Um, rather than kind of going fully, um, I don't know, crazy scramble mode. Scott, did you have um, a reaction to Nat's um, attempt to get the votes onto Suri instead of herself here? Um, I don't know. I, 
I guess I was kind of confused because it does seem kind of inconsequential. Like, hey, it's like tattling on Sari for, I don't know, playing the game of Survivor. And I don't know. <laughs> Right. So I, I, don't, I don't know. I, yeah, I kind of like agree with Adam. I think if she was thinking like not under the like the lens of like Parvati, like she could be like try to flip on Parvati somehow. Like she would like she like decided early on that she wanted to try to get three out, and yeah, I feel like that limits your options. But I don't know. I didn't really have a big opinion other than it just kind of felt weird. <laughs> Harv does identify that Suri is like the biggest jury threat to them and that that would be a reason to vote her out. She said that she thinks she'd do a better job against Natalie than Suri, but I guess ultimately the loyalty of that alliance wins out over that. I just found it interesting, too, that, yeah, they like said we could probably beat Natalie easier than Suri and then they didn't vote her out, you know? I I also am really curious how much they actually believe that Suri is a jury threat because like Harvardy is the one who says that and like she doesn't have immunity around her neck and like it seems like Amanda's not going to vote for Parvati so she's going to agree with that and you know talk that through I don't know I, I think that like the fact that no one I, I don't think anyone has said thus far that like Parvati is a jury threat is kind of mind boggling to me. The fact that Natalie isn't standing up and saying, Harvardy is going to take credit for everything that we have done. Everything that we have done, Harvardy will take credit for. She is the most visible person for this. Getting rid of her means that we can take credit for what we did. So why don't we get rid of her? Like that's a wild, like that's, it's wild to me that strategy isn't employed by her. Yeah. It feels like this would have been a really good time for Amanda to take Parvati out. Yeah, that too. If she wanted to. That's absolutely true. I can see that more because I I would imagine like Natalie's on thin ice. So if and you can't like four people on an island. We've talked about this. Secrets are not a thing. So you would be just screwing yourself over with the one person who's on your side. If you did that, it's just super risky to do to go against Parvati as Natalie. But I mean, Amanda has immunity, so she can kind of do what she wants. Like, yeah, the other two are worried. Yeah, I think I think that that's like I don't know. I I think Natalie should realize how precarious her position is anyway, and I think being delicate right now doesn't work. I think I think you need to give them give everyone a reason to pick someone to get rid of. That's not just well, I'm the easy option. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is something we. I mentioned while we were watching this is at tribal council, Amanda was all of them were still like playing dumb, basically like, Oh, I don't know. It's anyone's game. I just feel like the four of them have been the blindsiders and it's just four people left. And it's weird that they're not just being honest. Like, I feel like they should have just had an honest conversation about it. Interesting. I don't know. Like I could, I know that's not typical survivor play, but I could see it happening. Because, like, they all know. Right. Well, and that was, like, even even at at Tribal, uh, Suri made the comment about being at the bottom of the alliance. So, like, Suri already, like, feels, like, kind of outed by those other two. So you just need to convince Amanda, in this case, that, like, hey, like, I am not as big of a jury threat. Suri is not as big a jury, of a th- jury threat, threat as 
Parvati is. But then, like, while Amanda and Sri are going at it, like, uh, Natalie makes a comment uh, that, that's like, also, anything's, fair, anything's an opportunity like this. I'm just going to let them fight it out. And it just is this moment of, like, it's so... It's this weirdly like cocky thing to say while you are probably the one who's going to yeah. be voted out in this moment. That's what I think Natalie's issue is. Is like the second that she feels like the power structure has tipped, she kind of gets like really mean. Like, <laughs> and and that's yeah. fine. Like you can be that way, but I think it kind of clouds her her judgment a bit. I was going to say, to be fair, I don't think Suri and and Amanda were going at it. I think Suri was being very rational and Amanda was still pretending. And that, that to me was very annoying. Yeah. Cause uh, Suri was like, I'm at the bottom of this Alliance. And Amanda's like, how could you ever think that? Like, yeah, well, here's what she really said. She was like, when have you ever felt that way? It's like, Amanda, we all know who your yeah. Alliance is with when yeah. it comes down to it. So stop <laughs> pretending. You and Parvati literally had this conversation. <laughs> like, it's yeah. Suri was very <laughs> rational about it. She was like, yeah, like I know who you're. You've made commitments to people, and it's not been to me. So that's yeah. a fact. And like this whole episode, just for like we've never seen just an Amanda and Suri clip. Right? Yeah, it's been, yeah, <laughs> exactly. <a> perspective. <laughs> well, yeah. it also I mean, Amanda and Poverty are getting coconuts for like half of the first yeah like, thirty say, minutes of this different episode. Time. And they say <laughs> Suri wouldn't be here without us. That's yeah, what yeah. they said. Yeah. So yeah, like oh, golly. Stop, because all of us know. <laughs> if you saw Amanda and Sari just hanging out, it would be like that episode of New Girl where it's like Winston and Schmidt or Winston and Cece. <laughs> and they're like, have we ever hung out before? <laughs> is it, yeah. is it the two of us ever hung out before? <laughs> classic Winston and Cece mess around. Yeah, exactly. It's a classic Amanda Sari mess around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was interested, Emily, in what you think, because about Amanda specifically, like this part of the episode, a lot of what we hear from her is how she's played so differently this time than last time. Right. And we watched her game in China not too long ago. Uh I'm curious if that like rings true for you, especially like, you know, kind of expressing some frustration at the way she's handling stuff at tribal. Right. Do you think that her game is much different than when she played in China and ultimately lost in the finale such that she has a better shot here? Or do you think that this reminds you a lot of her ultimately losing game in China too? Yeah. It's interesting. Cause when she said that, I started thinking about that. I was like, is it really different? And my gut reaction was like, I don't really see it being super different. I feel like maybe the way that she's thinking about her experience is probably different because she knows what's coming. She has more experience. And it's different that she's got the returning players and stuff. I mean, the yeah. only thing I saw, the not the only thing, the biggest thing I saw that was a, a difference was her getting all lovey-dovey in the beginning. With, <laughs> um, yeah. Ozzy. I was like, I'm not going to say James. It wasn't James. It was Ozzy. Yeah. Well, she had an Ozzy this season, whereas she only had a Jean Robert last season. So. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 I, I feel like Amanda's game is more refined this season. Like, I, I wouldn't say it's different. I just think it's a little bit more like she has a better idea of what she's wanting to do or what she's wanting to accomplish or like seeing the bigger pictures. But the problem she's in this season is she's she is following 
Harvity's lead. Right. Yeah. Where, whereas in China, sh- her and I cannot think of his name, the winner of that oh, season. Todd. <laughs> Todd. <laughs> well, and that's what I was going to say is she was with Ozzy and Ozzy was her Todd, but then Ozzy left early. And so I was like, does that mean Amanda like went out on her own? But she kind of didn't because she was kind of still following part. Well, but that was the thing is like Todd was really like a collaborator with Amanda. Yeah. Like, like Todd, Todd yeah. and Amanda worked Parv together. Keeps going rogue. Parv and her at the beginning, like they started off really strong. That that there's like a thing early, early on in the season where Parvati, Amanda, and Sari, when Sari like officially joins that alliance, basically they're like all three on a boat and they're talking, and it's like those three are working together really closely. And that's kind of the last time that we see Amanda in a real defining position. Yeah, you know, like like she she definitely makes decisions throughout the season, but like. She's following a lot of what Parvati is thinking strategically. Yeah. Which, to be fair, like, that's not a bad strategy. No, people do that all the time. Like, that's, yeah. yeah. It's not like she's not thinking for herself. <laughs> Hannah she's does just... that for so long in mm-hmm. Millennials vs. Gen X. Yeah. And, like, she's, then makes a move when she needs to make a she's move. She's being a leader. She's just not, like, being the explicit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can see, And that's fine. But I think that she did that in both seasons. Yeah. We have a lot to say. We've been talking a lot. No, this is lot. good. <laughs> Scott, what do you think? <laughs> I Not anything. I completely agree. I, you know, it's really cold outside. No, I'm just. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I agree. Though, like when we when you asked that question, like I was like, did she play that differently? Right. Like, I don't know. Like, I guess she is a little more confident. Just to add to that, maybe I get that sense. Yeah. But yeah, like, yeah. Otherwise, I feel like she's playing kind of the exact same game, which you guys have kind of laid out in great detail i don't I think, have much to add to that, but i agree <laughs> i think what she would say that the differences and she kind of alludes to it is like that she's played a more like honest loyal game mm-hmm. she's been a part of like a group that has you know blindsided ruthlessly i think like because i've been thinking through this too it's like her alliance with todd and courtney in china got you know was solid and that it lasted the whole game but it was shaky and you heard regularly like them contemplating turning on one another and they just never did right whereas in this one it's like when have we heard you know the black widow brigade actually consider flipping on one another you know like not really ever at all and so i wonder if that's the difference in her estimation is the like the level of loyalty being greater. I'm interested if she makes it to the final tribal, like if she performs better. Yeah. Cause yeah. she, she yeah, really blows was, it in China. Doesn't yeah, she? Yeah. She really did. Yeah. That That is the thing about like talking about Amanda's game. It's so easy to like talk about her game in a way that makes it sound like she's not very good at this, but like, it it would have made total sense for her to win in China. It would make total sense for her to win yeah. here. Like she is a good player at this. It's just sometimes the jury doesn't go your way. And like the other person is equally like, yep, makes sense for them to win too. Mm-hmm. Like, Yeah. And you've got a, you know, final tribals an, an important part of it. Like it's not, yeah. it's yeah. a small percentage of the game, but it carries like a lot of weight. And as we saw in China, like, yeah, 
Todd won it at Final Tribal, right? Like he was um, so good at Final. Though. Yeah, it's important. I just want to talk about one more thing here, and then we'll move on. Jeff kind of teases um, at at Tribal here about a final two. The expectation from the players is that it's a final three. Our expectation as viewers, if you weren't, you know, reading the episode counts and whatnot, would be final three because it has been for a number of seasons in a row now. It, assuming the players here like are maybe led into this possibility of a final two, whereas if they've been playing going to a final three this whole time, how does that like shake things up um, in your minds? Does that change maybe even like this decision that was just made? Do we think that anything um, strategically ought to have looked differently from these players if we're in a final two rather than a final three. And, you know, to be fair, if you're looking at the TV screen and seeing that there's an hour of TV left and we've got three people left, we know that it's not a final three. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I feel like I would be, I would approach, would have approached this last tribal a lot differently than like they did i don't know like i feel like i would have tried to take like if i'm amanda i feel like i would have tried to take out one of parvati or sari mm-hmm. knowing it's a final two um i i i i mean i don't think sari is the person to take out in this this one because she is the weakest performer at immunity challenges so you're almost guaranteed that you can take her out at the final three mark, which means the question is Natalie or Parvati for me. And I, I think Parvati is such a like heavy hitter right now. I would get rid of her. It's just, I wouldn't want, I wouldn't give her another chance at this. Like this would be it for me. But then there's this whole loyalty game that Amanda's trying to play that like it's hard right. to turn your back on that. So I get why she wouldn't try to make that move. It almost feels like at this point you've kind of made your bed, so you just gotta ride it out and live in it. <laughs> like it's yeah. like it's a lot left to do. Yeah. Cool. Anything else before we move on to this next segment? Can't imagine there's anything else to talk about. <laughs> we went hard. I don't know why. But no, that's good. Y'all wanted to listen to this podcast. Here we are. <laughs> it's a good season, though. It's yeah. so interesting. Like, yeah. We bring it on Sally Night. <laughs> <laughs> okay, great. Let's cut it here then, and we will talk to you after our next uh, pausing point. And we're back after the second elimination of the Micronesia finale. The tragic ending to the story of Suri Fields in Survivor Micronesia. It does turn out it is indeed a final two. Everyone is floored by this. And it goes no worse for anyone than it does Suri. Um, Amanda wins this final immunity challenge and brings Parvati along with her to final two voting out Sari in the process. Um, I mean, this is one of those things that's like still talked about to some degree in survivor circles. Now is like, man, Sari 
maybe this is like maybe the unluckiest thing to happen to a survivor player. Like she was set up final three looking great. And Oh, final two. Um, let's start as we do Emily losing Suri here. Um, a blow to your chances. Um, Suri obviously carried a lot of the season was one of the stars. Um, let's, let's hear your assessment of Suri's season and ultimately why she couldn't get across the finish line here. Yeah. I mean, I think we talked a lot about Suri at the top of this episode and how good her game is, how unique it is, how clever she is. Like she's just very smart. And I think that Amanda and Parvati just had that connection that was a bit closer from day one. And I think that, you know, it's hard to break that. I mean, Amanda was clearly upset about it. It was a hard decision, but I think she just had to choose Parvati because she's kind of playing that loyalty game. So it really, I mean, that makes it that much harder for Suri because she didn't do anything wrong. And it was just a matter, like you said, of it being a final two instead of a final three. I was saying to Adam too, I wonder how she would have done if it had been a final three. Like, I wonder if she mm -hmm. would have won or not. I don't mm -hmm. know. I think she obviously had a good chance. So I don't know. She was just a really great player and it was really sad for her to leave. So I'm yeah. sad. Yeah. Yeah. Huge bummer. Like, um, I think like, I mean, we'll see how this final tribal goes, but you know, Suri's in a great spot here. Um, you imagine that she doesn't have the ire that maybe Parvati and Amanda have from the, the jury. Um, we'll see how they react to the two of them at final tribal, but yeah, it's like one of those questions. It's like if Suri, if one of these things don't happen, you know, uh, production doesn't make it a final two or Suri's ball doesn't drop or freaking like Kathy doesn't quit and they have to ramp up the production schedule by a day <laughs> or James yeah. doesn't get an infection in his finger. Like does Suri win this season? You know, it's like yeah. a great, you never, we'll never know. Yeah. Um, so let's kind of go from the top here from this. This was a slower portion. I'll be honest in that the finale kind of as a whole has been kind of slow. Um, it, hard to keep up with the breakneck pace though, of the, the merge going into this. Um, so this one starts out with this really interesting argument between Amanda and Suri. We get the like fallout from tribal council where Amanda, um, is hurt that Suri would say that she's on the bottom of their alliance. And it really blows up here at tribal or at camp after tribal council. Um, yeah, Adam, what was your take on on this scene? Um, and it, ultimately, if if there was any like implications here, or if this was just emotions running hot. I think I think this is a, 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 we learned a couple of things from this. First of all, I, I I don't remember if it was a season or it could be a completely different player, but um, it it really seemed like a part of this was that Suri said this in front of the jury for yeah. Amanda. And I, I feel like Amanda has complained about this, about someone trying to make them look bad in front of the jury, either in this season or in China. 
But that's something that she's like hyper aware of all mm-hmm. the time is how she's playing with Jerry every time she's at tribal, which is just like, like, like playing the jury isn't a final tribal council thing for Amanda. It is every time I'm, she's in front of that jury. I think the second thing which she talks about is she does Survivor China and then not terribly long after that comes and does this. Yeah, back to like seasons. That, that just has to take such a toll on you physically and mentally especially if you are a survivor that makes it to the final in both seasons, like you are out there the entire time. It's not like you make it, you know, to the first tribal as the first, uh, uh, whatever they call them, um, your count. What do they call them? Jury. Jury? Yeah. Um, you know, it's not like you make it the first jury you're out earlier. Like you are there for all 39 days each time. Like that takes, a toll on you physically and mentally. So I, I think those two things are kind of the things that really like play into each other and lead to this. I, I think that this is something we also kind of saw in China. Like there's something about the way Amanda tries to play this game and that she tries to be very non-confrontational. Yeah. Um, just generally speaking. And so when someone kind of calls her out for objectively the way things are uh and and it doesn't cast her in the best light she's kind of quick to defend herself in that i was really happy that like they kind of make up in it though Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um like like it it, it just feels like such a like gross argument like you're watching and you're like this isn't real like can we please just like calm down for a second and just like remember that we spent a month on a, on an island yeah, and just yeah. like calm down for a second, which like, you know, I, I'm sure I, I get, I get grumpy when I don't get enough sleep one night. Like I can't imagine 39 days or 38 days on an island, like malnourished. Can confirm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So easier said than done. So I, I was just, I don't know. It, I was really glad that like it ended the way it did. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's like, it's not about the <laughs> what she said things, you know. Um, but yeah, that's a great point, and I'm glad that the show includes it too. It's like, right. uh, Amanda's played 80 days of Survivor, you know, yeah. not immediately back-to-back, but pretty close. Yeah. It's wild. Um, they do set um, Gloria the Chicken... <laughs> Free. <laughs> that was unexpected. Very good. That was so well timed. <laughs> that. Moving on. That's all we needed from that. Um. And then, yeah, then we find out that it's a final two. And man, like you can feel the like despair from these three that they're like the wind is so fully let out of the balloon. It's like feeling this trepidation that there's not the fanfare of being in final three. It's like you can tell I get the sense that like they know it's not a final three, but they can't accept it. 
until yeah. that tree mail comes and confirms it. And they're just like broken. It sucks to see. Um, it really does. And yeah, everybody's emotional about it. Suri's pissed. Amanda's very sad. Harvey's more even keel than the other two when it comes to this, but um, all very valid emotions. Um, next, we get the rites of passage, which Adam and Emily shamefully skipped through. Unbelievable. No shame. No shame. <laughs> Scott, why don't you and I just have a moment here and talk about rites of passage? <laughs> Let's talk about it. I will say... <laughs> so, I will say... When we texted about two thirds of the way through, and I found out that Adam and Emily skipped, I skipped the last two thirds. Unbelievable! (laughs) (laughs) I was like, "Well, we're skipping it." Okay. (laughs) I'll tell you what, though, there may not be a better track in the Survivor score than the Rites of Passage score. Chills every time. Just YouTube it sometime. It's beautiful. (laughs) It's my ring back tone. Love I beats the study too, but it's just survivor rights of passage. Just you know, we need to call out a few of these rites of passage highlights. Um, Kathy, and these will be fun since Adam and Emily, you didn't hear this, but Kathy says that survivor is so hard that she would rather quote whip out ten kids in ten minutes than play survivor again. What? What? She's like, I thought childbirth was hard. Survivor's harder. I'd rather whip out eight kids in ten minutes than play again. It's hard. It's harder than that. I can't imagine it's. Uh, I can't imagine it's harder than that. <laughs> no. You're off of I mean, I don't know, but <laughs> ask Whitney. Yeah. Right. Whitney, would you rather play Survivor or have eight kids? <laughs> in ten minutes. In ten minutes. Yeah. Uh, Scott, do you want to talk about Jason Siska's rites of passage? Because you were I you do. were on yeah. about this one. Yes. Yeah, so Jason Siska, his was wild. So he basically was saying how like he beat Ozzy twice in two challenges, which he did. He did win the two immunity challenges, but then he went as far as to say like, so that basically you know was like the sum up of my survivor game is like, I basically I've proved I was just as good, if not better of a survivor and provider than Ozzy. I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I also liked how he was like, you know, it's kind of poetic how like Ozzy and I went out the same way. <laughs> like what a weird consolation to take. This is the same guy that like got played by the, it's an effing stick. Yeah. The Ozzy planted it. <laughs> Yeah. So this is really getting for me. Eric, Eric's was really good too. He talked about. He's like, you know, really learned a lot out here. Learned a lot about women. <laughs> it's like, who is this guy that like? Yeah, he's a young dude, but surely he's like, you know, met girls before. <laughs> it's like. What are we doing? I just say, like, don't base your perceptions of human beings on your experience in survival. (laughs) It feels maybe don't do that. Yeah, I'm sure Eric didn't mean it this way, but it feels like the beginnings of like an incel origin story to like have that be (laughs) your. Oh lord! Just imagine like an alien coming to Earth, but they only see survival. You know. Uh. 
<laughs> like I'm taking this kind of far, but like this is not. It could be worse. Is this who we are. Aliens be in the spaceship. Like there are a lot of other. <laughs> <laughs> Stir the pot. Stir the pot. Stir the pot. <laughs> <laughs> Take me to your Black Widow Brigade. <laughs> yeah, it's a game. I wouldn't say we we understand. We understand certain parts of human behavior from a game, but not all. So, yeah. We'll see. Uh, it, to me, it came off as the, like, um, boy, I learned so much at summer camp this year. Yeah. <laughs> I met a girl. <laughs> also, can we just can we just call out that Eric has his long hair and he comes out this happened actually before this last break. He comes out as the latest member of the jury. And he has this green shirt on, and he looks like Shaggy from Scooby Doo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, good point. Just needed to bring that to everyone's attention. <laughs> yeah, yeah. First tribal council in this episode, we get Shaggy. Yeah. Second one, we get we get the iconic uh, uh, button-down shirt that's supposed to be tucked in, so it's too big for you, but you're not wearing it tucked in. And well, that like was just the early O's. Yeah. Love That's that. why I said it's iconic. Yeah, it's love to see it. the early two thousands fashion. <laughs> anyway, um, and so then we get to this big immunity challenge. It's the hold the ball steady while squeezing it between two handlebars um, challenge. This is another one that I'd love to build and play sometime. But um, Parv drops <laughs> out of this one first, and um, Amanda ends up winning it. Narrowly over Sari, who lasts quite a long time, too. Um, perhaps surprisingly. Later, she says that, yeah, as a nurse in surgery, you know, you've got to hold instruments steady for a long time. So she thought she'd be good at it. Blames it on a momentary lapse in concentration. And the rest is history. Um, Amanda wins this one. And back at camp, I, you know, we, we get a case, of course, for each Sari and Parvati. You you go into this like expecting that um, Amanda's going to take Parvati because of their alliance. Did at any point did y'all think that Sari had a chance based on the conversations that were being had, um, the amount that Amanda was getting worked up about anything, or was this the writing was the writing on the wall for y'all? I would say that. Much like the survivor, the remaining survivors who knew it would be a final two, but hoped it would be a final three. I was hoping that maybe Suri had a chance, but ultimately I knew that she wouldn't be picked. And the reason that happened was because, and I think they did this on purpose, but going up into tribal council, uh, Parvati mentioned first like, oh, you know, Cerise pissed off more people than me. She said that to Amanda. And I was like, I said to Adam, I was like, well, she shouldn't be saying that right now. That doesn't help her case. And then Cerise said the same thing to Amanda, kind of like pleading her case too. Like the jury would be more mad at me than Harvey. So I think they were trying, like just in the editing, trying to get you to think that maybe she did have a shot. And I'm sure she did. But yeah, ultimately it was Harvey. Can you make a compelling case for Amanda to do 
the opposite of what she did? Like, do you think there's a way to convince Amanda to bring Sari along in such a way that like that would be the right move for her? Or did she make the correct move in your estimation by bringing Parvati? So here's another thing I will say, because I said to Adam, like something we haven't, we all haven't talked about this in this episode is like, I mean, Parvati has made people really mad. She has kind of been the front person of these decisions. And so you might think that the jury would be really mad at her. But Adam mentioned like, you know, we've got a lot of people who are returning members who are big fans of the show. Like they get the strategy and they probably won't take it as personally as we've seen in other seasons, which I think is an interesting perspective. Yeah. I think this is just the issue that you're, you're dealing with. Like there's, there's Suri who I think that you can more easily make an argument that you played a better social game as compared to, but Suri is a really, really good talker. Like, like that's, that's Amanda's whole thing. Like Suri would have a blast in a final. Um, Dude. And you know, I just thought of this for the first time too. Amanda just got done losing to a great talker at final. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. She just got done losing to Todd and that's Todd's whole thing. So, so I think that like her taking Suri, it's just not going to happen. Period. I think that what she's thinking in her head is, Harvardy played a really big social game and then was a part of blindsiding all of these people. And maybe Amanda can make an argument that like all of Harvardy's blindsides and strategies was a part of her strategy. So then it just comes down to like, who do you hate more? I, I, I think that Parvati makes the most sense for Amanda. I think she's going to lose, but I think it makes the most sense. Yeah. I just, it's curious to think about like, because Parvati and Amanda have kind of been hand in hand this whole time. Mm-hmm. But who's been the leader? It's been Parvati. Parvati. From what people can see, you know. Right. Okay. We've been talking too much again. Go ahead, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> well, I completely agree, though. Like, I don't have much to add to that. Like, <laughs> okay. As long as know that we're not in our own little echo chamber. <laughs> no, no, no. You're not. But, yeah. like I, Yeah, I agree. Like, I think that. I don't know. I just feel like I would not want to go against Suri in a final two. I don't know. Because I don't know. I would just intimidate the hell out of me. But (laughs) um, so, yeah, I agree. I do think that, like, at least with Parvati, like, you know, like, what her game has been, and you can use that against her in some capacity. Mm -hmm. And yeah, then let's let the chips fall where they may. But yeah, Suri is like such a wild card. I don't know. (laughs) When Suri can, like, pull out these things about how, like she helped you come to this conclusion. She helped you whatever. Whereas like Parvati, it's more of an argument of like, we had discussions and decided this was the best course of action. Whereas like Suri, it it seems like Suri had a much more of a solo game outside of Amanda's game and Parvati. It's like, well, her game was really kind of entangled in my game. So we can both take credit for everything that we did. Whereas Suri can take credit for all of the things that she did by herself man and this like i don't know even solidifies further as we're thinking about this like Suri's in such a good spot if this is a final three because i think like real yeah amanda and parvati maybe they split votes you know like 
Some people either vote for Sari or they vote for Amanda slash Parvati. And some of them will vote for Amanda and some of them will vote for Parvati, right? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I think Sari. She she gets so screwed by not by being a final two. Like it really, really sucks. Yeah. Yeah, and like all the stuff we're saying, like oh, like Amanda and Party, like their games are so intertwined. Like she could drag them so much. Like, oh, so like, <laughs> and she's just so like her whole game has been social. Like she, yeah. it, she would be so good in a final three like this. She would also she would be really good in a final two here if she can just get it there. Yeah. If she had won the immunity challenge, like yeah. I would be saying right now, I'm switching my vote to Sari. Yeah, I was going like, to ask that. Do we think do we think Suri wins if she wins that immunity challenge? I think so. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know, she, sure, yeah. I don't know who she takes, but I, I I think Parvati it's tougher. I think it's easier against Amanda. I think she wins either way, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, we're so robbed of never you know getting to this point to see Suri in a final two like would love to have seen that but well and she she just like uh, it's so heartbreaking like i cannot express how heartbreaking it is to see like like for amanda it's like this whole mental physical thing of playing two seasons of survivor back to back that she still has to go through another thing like that sucks harvardy whatever she's kind of like she had accepted this was a final two the night before Sari's whole strategy is this is a final three and as soon as that doesn't happen it's like crap. She feels screwed. And then the challenge is something that she feels like she can win that she does very well in and just has one tiny lapse. And that seals her fate. And that sucks. Yes, she's so like, close. Yeah. Um, she, yeah. Yeah. She had a path. <laughs> she really did. <laughs> one final note before we move on here. I'm like the jury reaction to amanda and in this tribal is like really not good like we see a lot of people like rolling their eyes namely eliza at like amanda really being worked up about this and you know we talked about this in the last break but like and i i get that amanda's like gotta be at her wits end here but like man she just did this and like very similarly they like hated in the jury how she didn't own her game, how she was like apologetic and sad. And like, here we are again, you know? Um, yeah. Like, yeah, obviously final tribal still is coming, but this is like not a good starting point for this end game for her, as far as how she's perceived by the jury. Yeah. You get the, like, the prior context of her having played last season, like it just, you just get the sense it's like really all starting to add up at like the absolute wrong time. Um, and like, yeah, she's definitely cracking. Like the argument with Sari is like something that didn't need to happen. Mm-hmm. And like, if she could just hold it together a little bit better, like mm-hmm. you're almost there, but I just think it's a lot to, a lot to take in all at once. And unfortunately yeah. it's coming coming to fruition at probably the worst possible time. (laughs) I was thinking like, dude, Amanda, like just own this. Like, I know that this is like hard and 
emotionally taxing, but it's just like, man, just go in with confidence, like own your stuff. Uh, and I feel like that reaction, cause yeah, like the jury is clearly like, they've all been scorned by the people who are left. They probably respect them, but like, don't like them. And like, you're not getting sympathy points, you know, from them. They're like, they're, they're, t- they're like, shut up. <laughs> no one cares. We don't like you. Stop crying is basically their energy. You didn't cry about us. Yeah. 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 You have to know, like, too, like, these are all, like, half of, a lot of them are, like, returning players that have done this before. Mm-hmm. So they're just, like, like, you're not fooling them yeah. by crying. Like, they don't want to hear, hear about your feelings. Bing bong. Um, okay, what do we think from here? We've got final tribal in the vote. Um, I think we will check back in, as is tradition, right? right after final tribal like speeches are made and we'll we'll check back in but um do y'all still feel like parvati's the clubhouse winner or leader at least at this point yeah especially after this conversation about amanda yeah i just i have no confidence that she's gonna have a good final performance i just amanda i mean like Mm -hmm. I, i think parvati's got this yeah. All right. Well, uh, quick score update. Big episode or part of the episode for Amanda, even though she doesn't look great, wins immunity, um, is the only voter. So um, Scott's lead has inflated now to a 60 point cushion um, with eight members of the jury. That means Ooh. that for Emily to win, Parvati would have to win by a score of seven votes to one to force mm-hmm. a tie. Wow. We're having our own little Uh-oh. drama within the drama of this season. That's right. <laughs> this is like, sorry, this just hit me that like Amanda, like, sorry, Amanda's like kind of broken here. She like puts her head down and focuses to win the challenge. But she just can't seem to do that when she's like in front of the jury. Like we've seen it twice now where she can't put her head down the same way and just like power through. And I don't know what that's about. (laughs) Anyway, sorry. Probably. Yeah. Hard. (laughs) So so Emily needs everyone to vote for Parvati. That's what we're saying, right? Yeah. A win of 7-1 or 8-0 Parvati would get Emily the win. Otherwise, Scott would hang on. Melts down there. (laughs) (laughs) yeah we'll see all right any other thoughts here before we move on all right uh okay we will check back in after the final tribal council speeches have been made Okay, we are back after the absolutely buck wild final tribal council of Survivor Micronesia. Gang, I forgot all about this. You've got hit after hit after hit of pure chaos (laughs) in this final tribal council. You've got the whole gamut. And it's a really just a perfect encapsulation encapsulation (laughs) (laughs) I heard it of uh, this whole season 
because there's there's you know i think what we've what we are seeing right here is proof that in this season there are three people who are good at survivor <laughs> 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 and that, that's Parvati Shallow, Amanda Kimball, and Sari Fields. <laughs> oh yeah. man! And ironically, Sari was the only one to give a ask a coherent question. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I yeah. <laughs> um, okay, <laughs> so this uh, final tribal starts here, um, and it, it's l- kind of like we anticipated, right? Amanda comes in with the strategy of sticking to her guns. She was loyal. She is thanking the jury for their role in her game. And Parvati is owning her blind sides, um, owning the cutthroat nature of her game. And unfortunately, there's like not a whole lot of <laughs> strategic weight to much of what the jury asks. But um, there's certainly highlights and lowlights. Let's just like start maybe with, um, man, this is so hard to even like, co- like work through because it's just so buck wild. <laughs> what? Okay. M- maybe, maybe let's start Scott. If, is there a question or a thing, either a question from a jury member or a response that a player gave, um, that that really stood out for you in it let's let's limit it to the game at this point then we'll go back to the the buck wild nature of a lot of the stuff um, but yeah 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 um i can't think of anything in particular i just got the sense like like the jury was a little more like cordial to parvati than amanda was like the sense i got just overarching theme i feel like not ozzy yeah ozzy went for the jugular part but um, but besides that, I feel like um, I just got the sense that like they were trying to like go after Amanda like for character and things like that and like being fake. Um, and I feel like Harvard got a little more of like the softball questions from mm-hmm. the jury. Overall, that was kind of my big takeaway. I can't think of anybody in particular or anything that wasn't just absolutely nuts or insane. But <laughs> that's a good like point. I said, it feels like yeah, I just like three asked the only legitimate question. <laughs> Yeah, like a lot levied against Amanda was like, you're fake, you're inauthentic, um, you know, you put on a show. Um, yeah. Which I think is, it, I'm trying to think back to Final Tribal at China. I think it was more that she didn't own, which I guess this is two sides of the same coin. Not like owning her game in a way is kind of a way of being inauthentic. Well, so. It- it, it it this one felt more like they didn't believe that she was having the emotions that she was having right which i don't know that's garbage right. um like why why would you well, just assume who asked someone asked a question or they made a comment of like oh you've cried so many times and she's mm-hmm. like i actually only cried once and it was at the end here with the decision between yeah. Suri and Harvey, and that was really hard right well, and then like Eric came in and he was like, you were really mean to me. It's like, yeah, you didn't back me up, dog. Like mm-hmm. I was loyal to you and you didn't back yeah. me up. So of course I was going to be mean to you. Like, what did you want? Like, 
it really felt like she took a beating yeah. for a lot of things that really didn't that at the very least weren't like true for the entirety of this season of survivor or were just like personal grievances that people yeah. wanted to conflate into like something more than they were yeah, beating in this just for yeah. no reason honestly yeah i feel like there's like you can critique her game but i feel like they didn't really critique her game so right much. yeah it is yeah i had to character that, shame her that that's the thing like there, there's a lot to critique about amanda's game no one did that like, <laughs> <Yeah>. it just <laughs> Emily, was there a um, a response from Parvati or Amanda that you thought was really successful in this final tribal that you can think of, think to? No. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, no. I don't think they were given any questions that yeah. allowed them to speak to their game. Here's, Honestly, I don't. Here's my favorite thing that happened. It's when Parvati would get asked a question. And then she would respond, and then she'd say, "Is that what you wanted to hear?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which was so like, just so barbed of like, you're not asking anything real. Is this what you wanted, idiot? Mm-hmm. Like, go for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. Like they were just there to be punching bags and to, yeah, just I don't know, just let people have grievances. Like, yeah, like they didn't really get to continue to make their arguments for why they should win. Well, there there wasn't any real question really no. about the game. Like even like what's her name? Uh, Eliza. Her first thing is, I don't know who I'm going to vote for. And yeah. this is what and I respect you both. About you. Yeah. So I'm going to sit down now. Like that's like, how the whole thing gets started. Mm-hmm. It's just so dumb. <laughs> it's, it's a wild like, final the most, the most honest like honestly one of the best questions that gets asked and it's not even a good one is jason's question to amanda yeah. of like would you have told ozzy if you knew about that blind side that's yeah. true like, yeah that's that, was the that, was, that was the only that's it, it quickly <laughs> and they moved on and that was yeah that was a good question about the game <laughs> as, as and much it came so from jason dark, yeah, the cat yeah. Jason. <laughs> Siska coming in with the only rational question of the night. <laughs> what? Okay. Do you do you think that Amanda answered that well? Then do you think that she sh- should have said yes or should have said yeah, no? She should be honest. Yeah. She should yeah. Be honest. Well, but that that her whole game is loyalty to the people she's loyal to. So, like, if she was loyal to Ozzy, then the answer is yes. Like, that's mm-hmm. you know, just that's her being true to her game. Like. There you go. <laughs> what else is there to do? Try to analyze. <laughs> uh, what do you think about Parvati's answer to the, J- Jason's question? In that he asked her for redeeming qualities, and she talked about her protectiveness and how she let Gloria, um, their pet chicken, <laughs> live. So she's an animal lover. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a bad question in Survivor because it's a game. It's a game. Right. Like people, people in this is not how they react. They act in real life. Why would anyone think that's the thing? Like, well, and the answer to that is like, listen, you have voted out, and that sucks. But that is the game. We can't all go to the final, and I got to the final. So those are my redeeming qualities that I made it to the final because I outwitted, outlasted, and outplayed. 
So it, it hurt you. And I recognize that, but I played the game to get here. This is, this is like playing like Axis and allies as the Axis. And then the other person looks at you and says, well, you're basically Hitler because you played a game as the axis and not the allies. Like, it doesn't make any sense. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, some of these people are playing different games at this era in Survivor. I I will never understand. Like, I I get, you know, like, yeah, if I were to play Survivor and I got voted out by an ally that I had to deal with, I'd be really hurt, you know? But then I would be like, well, Survivor. I probably would have done that to them, too. (laughs) Right? Right. (laughs) They even called that because remember I was talking about Adam and I were talking and these people were returning players and fans and we figured, oh, they'll be respectful of the strategy. They weren't. No. Alex, have we ever had two women make it to the final together? Okay. Okay. Let me think for a second. Like to this point in Survivor history? Yeah. I'm going to do a quick Go I'm going to think the answer is no. <laughs> <laughs> Alex the Survivor Robot. Hold on. What was season? No. I'm pretty sure the answer is no. I'm going to say the answer is no. Okay. I think that's telling. I'm just saying. Sure. Because some of these questions were out of control. Like, there was this wasn't even a question, but a comment of like you had a glazed over face. You looked like a beauty queen. Mm-hmm. Like you wouldn't say that to a man. <laughs> sure. The the questions from Natalie. What the hell were those? Okay. Okay. Yes. Yes. And those again. Would she have said those to a man? I probably. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like oh, it's it's I, ridiculous. I want to see the man who plays the flirt game and Parvati sit in the final two, and then have Natalie ask the exact same yes. question to both of yes. them. <laughs> yes. Her, honestly, though, like she had a relationship. Is she just mad and she's like gone off the rails? Like her questions made no sense, no matter how I slice it. I don't well, understand. That's, that's the thing. Like, even oh, if you were there was to- one other time. Sorry, sorry, Survivor historians. Sorry, Survivor okay. Guatemala was Danny Boatwright and Stephanie Lagrosa, two women. Okay, thank you. So it has happened. These two women got one time. Yeah, these two women got some. Yeah, pretty sure one time. That's the thing about like <laughs> Natalie didn't even ask like a softball question to the person that she obviously liked more. Mm-hmm. She she just she Maybe actually she tried. This it's not the it's such a strange no. question. Okay, okay, let's break that. Let's break this one down. Um, I don't even know how to begin. I've got the transcript here though, because we need this. Yeah, because you couldn't just play it because it would make less sense That's than the true. transcript. Natalie comes up and says the following. First of all, you have my respect tonight, woman to women. We'll start with you, Parv. You've labeled yourself a flirt. You're probably the most masterful person in the history of Survivor to play the flirt card, which is great. My question to you is, how does that resonate with you in the bedroom? (laughs) First of all, can we think a little bit about, because when we're watching it, I kind of get the idea of what she's saying, but let's think about the exact words that she used. 
How does that resonate? How does it resonate with you? Resonate. Your game of Survivor, how does that resonate with you in the bedroom? I like I just genuinely don't know what, what she's like. I honestly got I'm not sure what she's asking. I don't like, No, no one does. No one does. <laughs> this <laughs> there's okay, I mentioned this before, but funny funny115.com. Um, a an oral history of some of the best moments of Survivor comedy, and this is where I'm getting this this transcript from. But uh, <laughs> how does this resonate with you in the bedroom? How do you take that to the next level as far as strategy in the game? How does that translate to your layers of being? And then it says, what? at this what? point, we're treated to a montage of some of the greatest WTF jury facial reactions in Survivor history. <laughs> <laughs> Like the question, <laughs> it's it's nothing. It yeah, I I don't know how that like what could you be possibly looking to get that would relate to Survivor from that. <laughs> I can, yeah. Je- Jeff even is like, oh, oh, hold on, hold on, Harmony, are you? Are, do you know what she's asking you? Like. <laughs> Yeah, he was here? like, I don't know what's going on. Do you, Parvati? <laughs> oh, yeah. oh my goodness. Uh, well, you, you know, how do you think Parvati handled answering that question in a game for a million dollars? Hi, Jesus. Like, <laughs> is there a good way to answer that question? Yeah, what is, she uh, called Natalie sexy, so that's pretty good. <laughs> she flattered her. She's called her sexy, and Natalie said thank you. Yeah, yeah. I think I think poverty didn't need to do anything to win Natalie's vote in that moment. <laughs> yeah. So I, I just like. <laughs> so that one's and then wild. She turns around and then she turns around and she's like, "Hey, Amanda, you have a dumb look on your face. Are you dumb?" Like yeah. it's straight up her right. question. Like right. what is wrong with her? <laughs> like... <laughs> she is. Yeah. Objection. <laughs> we need to. We need to go back to the first half of the season when Natalie Bolton did not get filmed. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to think of um, a gosh, what's a personification of this I can add to our um, our Brant Steele (laughs) library (laughs) resonating in the bedroom. I don't know. I'm just going to put the layers of being. Let's put an onion on there. Be done with yeah, it. Yeah, right. <laughs> the layers. Onions have layers. Uh, Natalie Bolton has layers. I I don't know. This is uh. What, what was the season we watched where the the final jury members were definitely drunk? Yeah, I I had this thought too. Um, oh yeah. Was it Cook Islands? Was it China? Wasn't China for some reason? I think it was China, but I don't think I, I don't or know. But also, I feel like Ozzy might have been there. It might have been Cook. I think it was Cook Islands. Yeah. So I don't. I think I liked them being drunk better. Yeah, they were happier. <laughs> I think I, I would have preferred if, like, before anybody walked in there, they had to take like three shots and just be done. I don't know. If you tell me, I think I think this is the explanation. I just came to this. It's not that they got drunk before this one. It's that they smoked weed, and that would explain 
Ozzy. <laughs> that was awful. And I, Natalie, I think. I think the rest yeah. of them maybe didn't get enough uh, juice, but I think this Ozzie's is explains awful. Ozzy and, and Natalie's situations. Ozzy has big feelings, okay? It, like, has, it's just who Ozzy is. My fa- <laughs> maybe my favorite part of that is when he's like, and Amanda. Yeah, he smacks himself in the face twice. Yeah. Hey, I think it landed though. I think it landed. Hey, yeah. shooter's gonna cool. shoot, you know. But like, yep. also, if you if you have seven people who all say completely incoherent things, and then have someone come up and do that, then you feel like, oh yeah, this is an emotional moment. Like, there's. <laughs> It's all about the contrast. Like if, you, if that was like from the get go, if there was like nothing before sure. or after that, you'd be like, "What is this?" But <laughs> yeah, there's like there's even more here. We've we've Natalie's is the big one, but we've got to talk also about James mm-hmm. when he was like, "All right, Parvati, give it to me for real this time. Last time you gave me fluff," and Parv's like, "Ha ha, I got you, sucker! What?" And he and James is like. Nah, that ain't it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. For real. (laughs) That was fun. Um, Who wants to, yeah, who wants to talk in depth about Ozzy's whole thing? I don't want me to talk about it. I think he's so full of himself that he feels so betrayed because he's full of himself. That's where I'm coming from. Mm -hmm. I need someone to write a thesis about this this is this is the thing ozzy's whole rant to parvati is bs yeah Yeah, it's cool like it it, it sounds like for a minute it sounds like if you just don't think about it at all it sounds like oh man like he's got a point and then he but the whole thing is like you literally put a dollar figure on our friendship yeah dog we signed up to play this game for a million dollars everyone did every single person on this island agreed to this what are you on about yeah we can still be friends this is not defining in any way shape or form Mm -hmm. and then there's like this weird ass thing he does with amanda and like we saw him cuddling with the other girl on the island alexis Alexis, like what are you talking about yeah he's like oh i was falling in love with you no you weren't ozzy no you weren't you're just trying to like be a martyr and nobody cares i'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) You're just you're just trying to make these two women feel bad for the game that they played. Drag they him. Didn't Ozzy? I'm sorry. That's how I feel. That's the thing. He wants to like. I, I think he wants to justify him not being yes. like final in some yes. way. He's like taking it out on other. People. It's just like toxically masculine. Yes. Like, oh well, I was good enough, but these girls were mean to me. Like, <laughs> <what>? <laughs> yes. We know one person who won't be subscribing to Ozzy's OnlyFans. <laughs> I, I rescind our offer to advertise it for free. Yeah. You just email. Yeah. We did say that. Oh, sheesh. Was yeah, there, overall, was there, this was wild and a little disappointing. It's absolutely buck wild. Yeah. It's, it's just pure so chaos. The whole thing. Like, I, I was so excited to like see if Amanda can pull it off to see what Parvati is going to say about her game to like just so much. They didn't I'm, get a chance. I'm glad that Suri didn't make it to this final at this. I oh know. God. I know. I it was gonna be 
Six minutes ago, we said we were disappointed, but I am glad she didn't have to sit through this. <laughs> Are there any other questions here that we need to comb through? I want to make sure we're not missing any anything important. Um, Alexis asked. Oh, go ahead. Um, there was. Uh, it may have been basically when Amanda like basically said how great poverty played. Oh yeah, who asked, who asked that question? That was Cerise, I think. Three, yeah. yeah, I was gonna yeah, say yeah. that was that was noteworthy when Amanda was basically like, "Yeah, Parvati was kind of like the mastermind, played the big, made the big moves and all that stuff." And I was like, "Oh man, I hope wonder if anybody like caught that." Yeah, yeah. But, but go on, Adam. No, that that was that's a really good question to bring up because I, I I think that like that was that was a question that was like explicitly designed to take Amanda out of the conversation to make the conversation about Parvati and Sari. And the fact that Amanda never brought the conversation back to herself is like just defining of like why Amanda isn't great in the finals. Yeah. Like she, she just answers the questions that were given. She wouldn't make a good politician. She answers the questions that are given to her, not the questions she should be answering. Mm-hmm. Um besides that, Alexis's question was like why why do you make a good role model why do you make a better role model than the person sitting next to you or like, like something yeah, like that let's hit women yeah. against each other <laughs> yeah, to yeah. prove who's the better role model yeah. for little girls let's, let's prove there's one type of woman that everyone should be <laughs> <laughs> and it's clearly survivor <laughs> yeah <laughs> this strategy game we're playing for a million dollars yeah, again. Fuck one. <laughs> and party's like, yes, I will play. <laughs> <laughs> Say no more. Yeah. Was that what you wanted to hear? <laughs> Is that what you wanted to hear? Yeah, no, honestly. <laughs> oh, so good. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it starts with like no, I, I wouldn't say like better necessarily, but here's why I'm better. Yeah. <laughs> it's straight up. She straight up says that too. Yeah, I yeah. wouldn't say better, but here's why I'm better. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, wild stuff. Okay, quick level check here as we are about to cast and reveal the winner of this season. Obviously, <laughs> maybe a whole lot didn't change during Final Tribal. <laughs> but what are, what are we thinking? If you're to predict, there's eight people on the jury, right? There's going to be eight votes. What do we think the final tally um, is going to shake out to be? Because there was, I don't know, combativeness both ways, right? There were people who were vehemently anti-Amanda, but also people who were equally anti-parvity right um it may be one of these situations where people are voting against someone rather than for someone so how do we think this all shakes out scott if you're to make a prediction what are we thinking um i'm gonna say poverty still wins but i'm gonna say it's like five to three okay adam I think poverty wins six to two. Who are those two votes for Amanda? Ozzy and James. 
Ozzy, I think there's a real chance James does. Yeah, that, that's my that's my kind of iffy one. Mm-hmm. Emily, what do you think? Yeah, I don't know a count, but I think Cardi wins fairly. I think there was more vitriol toward Amanda. Okay, any final thoughts or predictions before we plow ahead to see the results of the season? I'm just curious to see what happens. All right. Let's do it, gang. We will hear from you, or rather see you, or you'll hear from us, I suppose. <laughs> we'll show up in your living Listen, room. Listen, <laughs> I've played 80 days of Survivor in the last six months, and I'm at my wit's end. Yeah. <laughs> uh, after we find out who the winner of Survivor Micronesia is, and we will see then. Okay, and we're back having just watched the thrilling reveal of the winner of Survivor Micronesia by a count of five to three. Parvati Shallow, the winner of Survivor Micronesia, ekes out Amanda and, uh, you know, crowns, <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> uh, solidifies her spot amongst Survivor royalty. Um, yeah, the not a whole lot here other than the reveal. Let's talk about, um, we, we, for a long time, all of you have kind of clocked Parvati as a front runner, if not the front runner, which comes to fruition here, um, perhaps closer, maybe than expected. Um, Emily, I'd love to hear you talk about um, Parvati's winning game as the holder of Parvati from, you know, day one of this season. Yeah, I think it's been really cool to watch Parvati in the two seasons that we've seen of her and how her game has evolved. I think she made some really good moves and she took a lot of risks, but they paid off for her. And that was really exciting to see because. Yeah, I, I just think she like really owned her game this time mm -hmm. and was very intentional about that. So yeah, I was happy to see that. Also, we were right, so kudos to us. Good job. We're survivor experts now. Yeah, edit readers. <laughs> yeah. Edit readers. <laughs> Scott, what, um, you know, let's talk about Amanda in the same way. What, uh, how would you summarize her game here as it comes to an end? And, you know, what, what, what would have gotten her that extra one or two votes here at the end? Yeah. I mean, Amanda was really strategic and she played a really good game. She, I can't think of anything that she could have, like, obviously she probably could have done something different during the game. Um, maybe made like one more big move that like she put, could put like her, her name on besides kind of what I feel like poverty took a lot of the credit for a lot of the big moves. Um, but beyond that, like, I think just with, I don't know if she really got the opportunity to sell her game that much in the tr final tribal. Um, I don't know. I can't think of anything that she did like super wrong. She could have maybe, like I said, maybe been a little more upfront or made one more big move. But other than that, like I think she played a good game. Parvati just played a little bit better game. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think the, this final vote breakdown is really interesting, especially when you think about like, okay, where could the flips have happened? So, um, the three votes for Amanda were Ozzy, you know, that's obviously a lock. James, as close to a lock as it gets. 
um, and Eric, which is nobody, nobody clocked as like, oh, Eric will probably vote for Amanda. But I think it, you know, is not too huge a surprise um, given their relationship. Obviously, it, ha- it was rocky, but it was there. And then the votes for Parvati are, again, Natalie, no surprise. Alexis, no surprise. Jason, no surprise. And then Sari, which maybe is sort of a toss up, but I, you know, would have expected her to vote Parvati here too. And then Parvati ends up getting um, Eliza's vote too, which is maybe the most surprising. Um, obviously, Eliza's n- not super high on either of them here at the beginning of Tribal, but like actively dislikes and has this rivalry with Parv, right? Um, and when you think about, man, there's a vote that if you're Amanda, you've got to have. Like, that's a vote that um, should certainly be gettable for you, is, is um, Eliza's. But no such luck. Were, did you have a moment here in the finale where you were like, oh, shoot, is it a tie? Because <laughs> it's close to one. I, I did have that question. I mean, it, I mean, when when they have the three, three, uh, yeah, they, they've read three for each of them. I was kind of like, it might be a tie. I so so Eliza, I definitely felt like could have gone either way. I'm kind of surprised she went with Barbie. I thought she would be lean, lean more towards Amanda. Um. The other person I thought was uh, actually Jason. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not 100% sure why he vo- why did anybody vote for anybody in this? <laughs> but I'm not, I'm not sure why Jason voted for Parvati over Amanda. Um, the only thing I can think of is that Amanda was a part of the crew that was going to screw him over and Parvati was the one that like got Ozzy out, um, which yeah. was kind of his whole like the the change in his game. But yeah, like true. his game sucked before that and after. So <laughs> like it doesn't make a difference to you whether she does stick though. So so I I don't know that that was a weird one, but I, I, I whatever. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I I, I really like yeah. Those two were the two kind of big toss-ups for me. Mm-hmm. I, I figured Sari would probably go for Parvati over Amanda, but and like if from here, right? Like Parvati's impact and this season's impact on the game is like just about as big as it gets. You know, like I don't think you would look back and say like Parvati played a perfect game or anything close to it, but like this Parvati's archetype of a player is one that people emulate going into survivor 42 right like in preseason, which survivor are you most like or do you most want to play like i would bet if you were to take all of the preseason whatever interviews from every season since that parvati is the number one appearing name right because she's so iconic she fits such an archetype as the like you know attractive woman who is also a brilliant strategist right and um as somebody as a commonly casted archetype there's a lot of you know people who see themselves in her game who want to play like her right 
Um, and yeah, she does like play again. And so her um, presence only grows. But, you know, this is uh, an iconic season and a, one of the best ever seasons. And one of the like most well-known survivor winners ever um in parvati so it's um yeah even though this finale episode kind of ends with a plop um just an excellent season and, and that stretch of like five six episodes there post merge man what a, a string of bangers <laughs> it's like you know the the like end um you know two-thirds of dark fantasy just like hit after hit after hit Here comes another I, hit. I feel, like, I feel like we're more often disappointed with the finales than we like want to be. Like, I, yeah. I, I, I think if I just don't think about it, I'm like, yeah, some finales are really good. But I feel like more often than not, the finales are disappointing. It's honestly rare that a finale is like great. That's so disappointing. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And it's because by, you know, by the finale, most of the time, it's you've got a pretty clear picture of how things are going to go from here you know not a lot of surprises happen in final five on well and, and yeah and like they in the game know a lot of what happened so like if they were asking questions that were really just like expository for the viewer then like it's that feels fake and like yeah sure it, it's hard i i get that it's hard it's just disappointing yeah. <laughs> yeah. um okay let's take a look at our final score tally from this season in third place with 500 points is adam's hell scooper tribe uh mvp of your of your tribe adam was eric reichenbach with 175 points i'm pretty sure with natalie she has that Dinger of a question in the final that I <laughs> yeah a hundred points to Natalie for asking Parvati how this resonates with you her. You can give me two hundred points it won't make a difference. <laughs> uh, and I think this is the first time this has ever happened where somebody has had the winner on their tribe but not won the season. <laughs> Unfortunately, is that, uh, Emily, is that really the first time? I think it is. I feel like that happened to me one time. I could be wrong, but. I wonder if it happened anyway. in Amazon. Ooh, that would be. Anyway, a- Emily, 740 points. Um, Parvati was the leading point scorer this season with 260. Um, also strong performances from Sari with 185 and Ozzy with 150, but it was not quite enough to eclipse Scott's two, 780 points. Led by Amanda with 245, getting strong showings as well from the likes of James and Jason, all at 140 and 155. So congratulations, Scott. You have won Survivor Micronesia Fantasy. You are will soon be the proud owner of a Will Life or Food hat. Um and a custom. <laughs> 
<laughs> or the Virginia sand dunes or whatever that was Carolina sand hills. I think I'd rather have that. Honestly, <laughs> you can have that one too. <laughs> um, and a custom printed sticker designed by none other than Eric Reichenbach himself. Um, woo! So there you go, Scott. What do you what do you owe this to? What do you owe this victory? Complete luck of the draw, because I had no idea how any of this was going to go down. And that's that. <laughs> Excellent stuff. Yep. Um, okay, any other parting thoughts here before we finally close the book on Survivor Micronesia? Let's, let's take a look at our season rankings. This has been a hot topic today, and I think our attitudes have changed <laughs> from when we started like, this pod to now you can straight up just like watch the like the merge and skip the finale of this and it's like an all-time season oh yeah <laughs> like, you add in everything else it just plummets a bit <laughs> okay do we like this season more or less then um survivor china let's start it there yes personally yeah 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 okay do we like it more or less than millennials first gen x i don't think i do interesting okay i, I- I, I think that like I, I think when I when I genuinely think of it like as a whole, like I think that like I really like think that the merge episodes pre-final, like it's kind of just better, but like as a whole season, I feel like I would rewatch Millennials first Gen X before I rewatch this. More of a new school guy, huh? I guess, yeah. I'm gonna say it's closer for me than I would have thought like whenever we started recording this. <laughs> But I don't know. I'm torn. Sometimes the strategy on Millennials versus Gen X was so convoluted. Mm-hmm. I just remember yeah. feeling like every time we went to the tribal council, I was like, I do not know what will happen because yeah. I have not followed the strategy. And I didn't like that feeling. We just watched an episode with like six blind sides. Where we- <laughs> yeah, but you, you knew like either this will yeah. happen or this will happen. That's but fair. with Millennials versus Gen X, it was like, well, this it was like a freaking flow chart that you didn't have access to visually. It was it was too much. We'll put it in the same echelon. Don't have to pin it's down a number. There. It was. Yeah. I mean, that was a good season, but yeah, yeah. that that oh. strategy got crazy. Cool, cool, cool. Um, okay. Any any other thoughts before we wrap up Micronesia and move to what's next? What was this? Was this number one on the rankings? Mm. No, I actually I need to quickly check my notes here. I would say, is this the best season of Survivor ever? It's easy top five and debatable from there. In Rob has a podcast recent rankings, fan rankings of this. Um, it was ranked number four all time. 
So, and we've watched um, all but one of the top five. Number five was China. Number four is Micronesia. Number three is Pearl Islands. Number two is Kagiyan. And number one, which we have not watched, which we will get to shortly, is Survivor Heroes versus Villains. Pearl Islands is a pretty good season. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah. It's just iconic. Like mm-hmm. A lot of big names. The Amazon landed at number eight for this countdown. Good, because that one sucked. <laughs> Millennials vs. Gen X was like, I think it was 10. Really? Countdown. Mm-hmm. I'm higher. Ooh. I'm higher on Millennials vs. Gen X than that as well. Yeah, that like I, I can understand like being a few points difference in the average, but like 10 feels so low to me. Like mm-hmm. I put that much higher. Yeah. yeah. Magic eight ball gets it to eight. <laughs> yeah, eight for the eight ball. Yeah, good point. And Butch, yeah. Um, okay. I have an idea for what comes next for Outwatch, but I'm not yet going to announce it because um I'm not hundred percent on it yet. So stay tuned for what will be coming next, but we promise you you won't want to miss it. So make sure that you are subscribed to our feed so you don't miss anything upcoming. And check out the listener support in our description to financially support this podcast. Gang, thank you so much for joining me once again on this foray to the islands of Micronesia, where we, you know, spent just so many hours with Arvidi and Sari and Amanda, all the Black Widows. I'll treasure this forever. (laughs) For shizzle. (laughs) You're trying to enter a podcast the way the finale ended? Is that what's happening? Exactly. (laughs) Just super convoluted. (laughs) That would suck. Damn! <laughs> oh, bitch! <laughs> <laughs> what in the Nickelodeon is going on here? What in the Nickelodeon is going on around here? More James. <laughs> Iconic. All right, is this the last time we see James, though. <laughs> Say what? Is this the last time we see James? James does have one more season in him. James. Oh yes. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah, we'll see a lot of these folks back um, at least once more. Um, Okay, excellent. Thank you again, everyone, for listening. We'll catch you next time. Stir in the pot, as always. Have a great evening.